What's going on, everybody? Cheers and welcome to this episode of With Her Two Hands, your weekly podcast where we get to sit down with incredible women from all across the trades and hear about their stories and their journeys, their challenges, their wins, and just learn about them, all of the incredible women out there who are making, building, and fixing the things that help make the world go round. Tonight, I am really excited to be having a very incredible conversation about something that I think a lot of women in the trades deal with. I had the great fortune of being able to meet with, get to know, and interview hundreds of women across the trades at this point. And one of the common themes that continues to come up is this feeling of, we've heard the word, imposter syndrome. And, you know, that word gets tossed around a lot, but it is definitely something that I hear over and over again from women in the trades. And so I thought, what better way to talk about this than to invite two women who I have a ton of respect for, who have established themselves in their respective fields, and who often get seen as being like those strong women who have their stuff together and I thought, let's have a conversation where we all kind of talk about how no matter who you are, no matter how successful you've been, we all struggle with some of the same things from time to time. And so I have two incredible guests who are joining me today. You'll meet them in just a second. Um, but I'm really excited to have a, a deep dive into this really important topic. Before we dive in, though, I do have to thank our sponsors, Drive Time, for their partnership in this series. Without them, we would not be able to continue doing this. So we're grateful for them, and we're also grateful for their support for women in the trades in general and all that they do to bring more people into the industry to offer training opportunities and career development and their commitment to to bringing more women in. So big thank you to them. If you're not familiar with Drive Time, go check them out now. But without further ado, we've got two incredible guests that I would like to join into the conversation. First up, we have, you may know her, Miss Faye Hadley. If you know me from my TV show, you know that she is my incredible co-host. We've actually known each other since before she was on All Girls Garage with me. Welcome, Faye. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was what, 2015 we met at World Pack. I was a student, you were a teacher. <laughs> I think, right? right, I know, crazy, so long ago. Who would have known that we'd be where we're at now at this point? <laughs> uh, never, never in a million years. This uh, was definitely not the way I expected my career to go, uh, which is right. I think part of, part of why this is uh, such a good topic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, let's bring in our second guest. We have Miss Angelina Alcantar, and um, and she is joined by her her little her little baby. We've got a little Munchkin over there. So, um, hi, Victoria. So, you know, so just Victoria is so, so cute. <laughs> I love it. Um, she actually Bruce, just said "Mama" right before I came outside. <laughs> Like for the first time. For the time? first time. <gasps> for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh pretty my gosh. Oh, that is that's huge. a pretty big deal. I wish we had captured it. Oh like, my god. She just I did. Had her I first did. I got it. I got it on video. I'll, I'll send it to you guys. Oh you guys. my goodness. We're making history right now, people. <laughs> oh my goodness. My heart is like overflowing right now. That is so precious. I love it. Um, Angelina is proof that like you can do everything. <laughs> she is a, a successful, talented, extremely skilled technician. Um, she teaches. She does an amazing job inspiring the next generation of kids who are going to be going into the automotive field and She's now a mom and balancing all of it. So um, huge honor to have you here and, and join in Thank on this you. conversation. All right, ladies. So before we dive into the juice, um, give everybody a, a quick background on kind of you know, how long you've been in the industry, how you got in, um, kind of where you're at, what your current position is. Just tell the fine folks at home a little bit about yourselves. You want me to start? start with you, Faye. Yeah, okay. go ahead. There you go. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. My name is Faye Hadley, and I did not take a traditional path to 
uh, where I am today. <laughs> Not that I expected to be, you know, on TV, but, you know, knew sort of when I came out of the womb that I wanted to work on cars, but uh, came from a really tough, really strict New England family, whole bunch of intellectuals all went to college and it was pretty much never an option that I did not go to college. So even though I, I sort of knew, like my mom would tell you, I came out of the womb loving cars. Uh, maybe Angelina can uh, can say <laughs> about Victoria if anything similar. But, um, but, you know, it was just like so suppressed. Like I was not allowed to take auto shop in high school. Um, it was not until I graduated from college my degree in psychology, worked um, as a therapist for a year and just absolutely hated it, knew that I was not in the right place. Although I loved the work, loved working with people, but it just felt like I didn't have my place. Um, that, you know, I finally sort of had a, a conversation with my mom that, that changed my life. And she was like, you know what, Faye? You know, no one can take your your college degree away from you. No one can take your work ethic away from you. Like, as, as your parents, like, we are proud of you. And you have nothing to prove to us anymore. So if you know you have nothing to prove to anyone, basically. So if you, you know, want to want to pursue your career of becoming a technician, of course that was after you know making seventy five dollars an hour, uh, telling people like twice my age what to do with their lives. You know, it's kind of hard to start back at the bottom. But you know, even though I look like a little bit of a rebel, I always just wanted to please my parents and like do the right thing. So I, I sort of needed their permission. So I got a super late start in the automotive industry. Um, I'm 37 now and I've been a professional. Um, I started working at, at the Toyota dealership in 2013. That was my second paid job in the industry. So I really started turning wrenches. I held my first wrench in 2008. So I'm like super, super green in the industry still. And I sort of think to myself, man, if I'd followed my heart earlier, where would I be now? But uh, I'm pretty stoked. So I guess, you know, <laughs> everything happens for a reason, right? So started independent shops, worked at Toyota, and now I do a whole bunch for Toyota, do YouTube and all girls garage and fix cars in my garage. And I don't know, that's sort of a brief synopsis. I love, I love it. I she didn't like my story. <laughs> no, I, I love it. And I love how perfect it is because you already like planted the seeds of that conversation that we're about to have, right? Like you said in your intro, I started late. I'm still super green. And yet you have how many years of experience? A decade. Right? Yeah. A decade of experience and yet still feel like you're super green in the industry. And I think that's like super green. So perfect. Um, we're gonna dive more into that, but we're gonna we're gonna put okay. a pin into the in that for a second because I want Angelina to tell the fine folks at home about her. So uh, I have actually similar story to Faye in that um, this was not the path my parents had envisioned for me. Uh, and it's actually kind of funny because uh, you went into a field where you were working with people and helping people. And um, my mom had envisioned me being a nurse and I liked helping people. And so that was the direction I was initially going in. And um, I, I thought the classes were fascinating leading up to the nursing program, but ultimately really enjoyed my automotive classes a whole lot more. So I decided that uh, in a similar fashion that I, I wanted to please my parents, but I was the one who had to put in the long hours at the end of the day and nobody was going to do that work for me. So I might as well choose something that I enjoyed and I really, really enjoyed my automotive classes. So that, uh, that was, that was the direction. Action, I went and I feel the same way. I feel like, man, had I just had the, the support early on where I would be now. Um, but I also think that I've gained some useful knowledge along the way. So I, I at this point, I, I think I am happy where I'm at as well. Yeah, I love it. And interestingly, although I did not plan this way when I chose these two for this particular conversation, my story, for those of you who don't know it, is also pretty similar, right? I um, I went to college. I thought I was going to, originally, I thought I was going to go into psychology, actually. Um, I know, right? Um, but um, then I switched to wanting to be a lawyer. And by the time I graduated from college, I realized that I really missed this thing called working with my hands on cars that I had kind of dabbled in in high school um, against everybody's wishes. And so it was this very similar, like I started a little bit later. I It was not the path that I originally thought I was going to be on. 
by the time I went to tech school, I was in school with kids who were five, six years younger than me feeling like, oh my God, they're so, they're light years ahead of me. They know so much more than me. Right. So all three of us really have a very kind of similar entry way into this, um, which I think is interesting in and of itself. Right. Like, I feel like I know a lot of men who are in the trades who feel like they fell into it, right? Like my cousin was a perfect example. He was a mechanic and he did it because he didn't know what else to do, right? He kind of had grown up around cars and it was just kind of what he did. And so he became a mechanic. A lot of guys I know become mechanics because their dads are mechanics or their uncle or their brother or their whatever. Almost all of the women I know right? Almost all the women I know were in it because we freaking want it. Wanted it so bad. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I hear a lot of people say, and I have to sort of like correct them or like people like um, sort of older people in the industry that see sort of the new generation coming in. And I'll hear them say over and over and over again, like, oh, well, like the women are just like the best. I'm like, no, no, no. It's not necessarily that the women are the best. It's that we didn't fall into this. We fought hard to get here and we had to overcome a lot of obstacles. We had to really, really want it. Cause you know, it's something that I'm seeing as a trend here. That's like been a major pet peeve of mine is that, you know, from, from birth, I, I loved cars. I excelled in math and science. I've always played sports, been very physically active and I've always been like a great problem solver. No guidance counselor ever saw those qualities in me in high school and was like, wow, Faye, like, you're super strong. You're really physically active. Like you're, a, you're a great problem solver. You're, you know, you're, you're great at working with your hands. You'd be perfect for the trades. Let me tell you about it. Like no one said that to me. You know, I was like, well, you get straight A's, So you are college bound, you know, it's better work <laughs> right. on that sport scholarship. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, like, I kind of really want to shift that perspective. Um, Cause yeah. like, imagine if all three of us That's- were like grasped up like 12 years earlier, you know, where would we be now? That's such that no, that it, that is just such a good point, you know. Um, and I never even really thought about it like that. But you're totally right. We we chose this path rather than falling into it because it, you're absolutely right. I I talk to a lot of other shop teachers, and so many of them are like, "Oh, the girls are great. The girls are great. They're always the ones that you know they they seem to excel in the classes. They they're the top of the class, and they." They, uh, you know, it's their attention to detail, it's this and that. And yes, I, I do think there are some qualities that a lot of women tend to carry that um, men might not in general, but they did choose to be there. And it, that just, I don't know why that never really occurred to me that like, oh yeah, that's right. Now, granted, there are some of the males who, who did choose to be there and that's probably what the others that we see excel, but it's, it's a very interesting point. I, that's, I, it's so like right there, but I'm like, wow, that's that's <laughs> profound. <laughs> oh, thanks, well, and I and I think it makes it that much more ironic, right? Mm. That so many of us struggle with this imposter syndrome, and maybe it's because we struggle with imposter syndrome that we excel because we are that much more driven to prove not just to other people, but to, but to prove to ourselves, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's a really interesting thing that we've got, you know, women who choose to be in this industry, who fight to be into these industries, who work their butts off to deal with families who aren't supportive, friends who aren't supportive, guidance counselors, like you said, Faye, who don't want them to do it. Um, I experienced a similar thing, right? So all of these negatives kind of stacked against us that we had to fight through to get where we are and then still like struggle with that feeling of belonging and yeah. and deservedness. Yeah. No, absolutely. It, that's what Brandon says, by the way. He's always, he's always telling me, he's like, you're just so hard on yourself. If you just relaxed, your life would be so great. <laughs> Probably, uh, probably true. But no, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. It's like, no matter what industry I ended up in, would I ever be good enough for me? I mean, I don't think so. And I think there's a part of that that, that does stem from just having really, really, really strict parents. If like, if, if I brought home a B plus on a report card, it's like, you think a B plus is something to be proud of? Oh, no. Oh, no. Now we're gonna have a conversation about that B plus And why wasn't it an A? Um, so there's just like a little bit of that that's just like inherent in my personality anyway. But then um, 
like especially in the position that I am now, which I'm not going to complain about. And I'm not complaining about when I say this because I have made my own bed. I'm sitting in it and I'm incredibly grateful. And would I change any of it? Sure, but not most of it. Um, and, and that is that like, you know, people tend to see, um, you know, people people on the internet or on TV in general. And um, while I do my my best to sort of paint a very realistic picture of my, sh my shortcomings, the things that I'm not that good at, all the things I mess up on a daily basis, um, people still have this extremely unrealistic expectation of what someone like me or Bogey or like, I'm sure even like Angelina as a teacher too is like, is capable of doing. Like I posted myself doing something for the first time the other day and like the slew of like negative comments, most of which I delete because I don't want, I don't want that negativity out there, but it's like, oh, like, well, you didn't know that. Or like, oh, you're doing that for the first time. Right. So I'm, I'm sorry. I yeah. believe it or not, I am not a professional um, and I'm not an expert at every single level of automotive people. So like, and so like you're held to this completely unrealistic standard, not just for what you want to be able to accomplish in a day or what you think you should be able to do, but then like what other people want you to do. So like, it's just this negative, um, you just like live in this negative echo chamber of me being like, ah, shit, I wish I'd, oh, I, shoot, I wish I had gotten more done today. Or like, I did not beat the flat rate clock today or like whatever. And then like, you know, someone on the internet being like, well, you don't even know how to wash a car. And I'm like, well, crap, I don't know how to wash a car. <laughs> it's like, you know, am I worth anything? What do I even do in this industry? Why am I even here? And that's, and that's another thing too. It's like, you know, uh, talk about imposter syndrome as well like being on the show um was i chose for the show because i am the greatest mechanic in the world no no in fact if like there was no such thing as like you know gender at all i am nowhere near the greatest mechanic on earth am i good yeah am i the best no no um and you know it's like but it's a very unique skill set and it's not like you just have to be good at fixing cars it's like you have to be good at fixing cars thinking about what you're doing talking about it at the same time also not looking like shit while doing it and also like trying to speak to all levels of people while having a bunch of people watching you and telling you what to do and like oh face that thing towards the camera it's like it's a very specific skill level and um it's being like good enough at a bunch of different things at the same time but then people are just like oh well you're on tv you must be like the master and then you're like well you, don't you know what this is or what this right. is or like this like american muscle thing or like what that and it's just like, you can't know everything about everything that was a brain dump angelina what do you have to say that's okay <laughs> when angelina <laughs> angelina and faye and i are all in similar situations in that sense right like there's the layer of like expectation and eyes on you when you're a woman or any minority in your field, right? In any field, if you're the minority, there's extra eyes on you yep. for multiple reasons, right? One, because you're the oddball out, right? You're the odd duck. Also, it's really easy to know when like that, to point out that person, right? When Joe Smith messes up, it's like, yeah, did you hear about that guy? Which guy? There's 50 of them. Did you hear about that girl who screwed up? Right? Like everybody knows, right? Yeah. But then there's this whole added layer for for Angelina as a teacher, because oh. you're expected to know all the things. For Faye and I on TV, because we're expected to know all the things. So there's that extra layer on top of it of expectation, you know? Angelina, yeah. did you have a similar growing up experience of like feeling like what Faye talked about, like that high pressure, like feeling like anything less than perfect was was not enough? Yeah, uh, as a natural perfectionist, too, that did not help. Uh, so I, I do have a, a little problem with OCD, which made it hard to flourish in a flat rate environment. Um, yep. And also... Uh, for different reasons, I didn't have a particularly super strict family, but uh, I I was kind of a middle child. And so I felt the need to be perfect and prove myself for other reasons. Um, and uh, but but the end result was the same. I always feeling not good enough uh, and, and then comparing myself to the other technicians I work alongside and uh, I, I mean, Eric 
tells me the same thing that Brandon tells you, like, man, you're so hard on yourself. Like you just need to ease up. And I, I wish I could, um, I'm, I'm still working on it, but I'm scared because to an extent, I do feel like there is a bit of truth to maybe we are at where we're at because we are so hard on ourselves. Um, now I've also come to this sort of problem or this crisis in my life where I'm like, well, where is the middle? Um, where can you try to be kind to yourself, but at the same time, always, you know, strive for more without telling yourself you're not good enough. The answer to that, I don't know. I'm, I'm still searching. So, you know, if anybody finds it, please, uh, please let me know. Um, and then on top of that, uh, becoming a new mom has thrown a, a wrench in, in things in the best way, because, you know, I, she is seriously the coolest thing I've ever done. And uh, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying my time with my daughter, but I, being the perfectionist that I am, cannot function at the same level at work that I normally mm. do. And I cannot learn to forgive myself for that. And anything less than perfect is failure to me. And um, it, it's, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely been a challenge. Um, and I, in the same fashion, uh, I, I can't complain. I, I made my bed. I am sleeping in it. I am absolutely grateful. I have a wonderful job. They pay me good money to talk about something I absolutely love. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I guess we all got our thanks. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why is it so hard to let that stuff go too? It's like, there's yeah. been stuff where I'm just like, I do not have to obsess over this little detail. I can't, no one's ever going to see this. Like, no, like I'm, I'm going to install on the car and it's never going to be seen. No one is going to know it's there, but like, right. I can't, I can't let it go. Like, what, I know what? it's so interesting. I mean, you, Faye, you've heard me have this conversation with myself and, and I'm, I'm curious to like hear how it manifests for each of us differently or the same. I don't know, but like, you know, uh, when we were doing the floor pans on your Volkswagen, right? And the oh, yeah. same as doing the floors on the Volvo project, no one is ever going to see it. It's going to be, there's me undercoating on it. There's going to be sound deadener on it. There's going to be carpet, carpet over, over it. it. Yeah, yeah, like no, no one is ever going to see it. And in the back of my mind is always like, well, one day, 20 years from now, somebody might take this apart and look at it and see and say, see, I told you they didn't know what they were doing. Like, that's in my mind. <laughs> they already do that on the Internet. And like, you I know, it. even if we you do, even if you job. do know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing because yeah. somebody somewhere doesn't do it the same way as you do. Yeah. So but there's that yeah. fear of. It needs to look perfect. It needs to be perfect, even if nobody will ever see it, even if it's 95% better than what 95% of the shops do. I still need to obsess over it because, like, that fear, right? A fear. And then, also yeah, I yeah, go ahead, Angelina. Oh, no, I, I, was, I was just going to say, uh, definitely with the things you you even know if nobody's gonna see you hold yourself to that standard um but i do struggle i mean in the classroom every day i've got 30 people in each class looking up at me for the correct information and i have to make sure that not only is that information correct um but it's also up to date because you guys know how mm. technology changes things change we start to use new systems it's not like you could just learn carburetors and then teach carburetors for the end of eternity in automotive. Oh, you learn port fuel injection. You can't do that anymore because now we're in direct fuel injection. And, and so it's, there's, there's just so much to know and nobody so much. can know it all, but damn, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. There is, and there's this idea that like you can know everything, right? And that's the thing that I think going back to Faye's introduction, right? Where you're like, I'm 10 years in and I still feel like I'm totally green, right? Like in a sense, we're all totally green. I don't care how long you've been in the industry. You you can't know everything. You Like it's physically impossible to know everything or be good at everything. 
Um, and yet I think there's this like shame thing that winds up happening. Like I always worked on European cars. I started doing all girls garage and now I'm working on domestic cars. People were like, Oh, you don't know what engine came in a 74 blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Nope, no, no idea. And they're like, you're not a real mechanic. Okay. I know and different things than you, but it's exactly. in, doesn't it? Like we know yep. this intellectually. I can't know everything. I can't be good at everything. That doesn't make me not legitimate. And yet it seeps in. No, at least for totally. me. And I always love your response yeah. to that too, Bogey. Um, and I'll get to that in a second, but I just want like, yes, that when people are passionate about cars and the people who you know, are going to automotive school and ending up in Angelina's classes or like the people that are watching Motor Trend, it's like, those people are passionate about something. And like, yeah. when you find those people that like go into a niche of automotive and they learn everything about like, I don't know, old Volvos say. It's like, I couldn't tell you much about old Volvos, but like, and, and they could probably never do my job. However, they will know everything and they will be amazed that, that you don't know it. I went to a car show recently or last year and, um, and someone came up to me with a video camera and like was asking me all these questions on the spot. And then like was like had the sheet of like all these old school logos. And I was like, how many of these can you, can you guess? And I'm like, this is awesome. And this is why I hate the public. Oh, um, why I'm never coming to this car show again. No, but I'm just like, um, <laughs> like being put on the spot and I'm just like, all right, let me think of like a really, really good, a good comeback. I was like, this is an old school guy. So I was like, all right, well maybe I was like, I'll just say Stellantis and I'll get, I'll win like all of them. Right. He didn't know what Stellantis was. And it reminded me of what, um, Bogey normally says when like someone will ask her about like a specific camshaft and like a small block Chevy. I don't know what's like. something domestic, something old and domestic where there's a bunch of numbers and no one could possibly mem memorize them all. And she'll ask, well, I mean, can you diagnose the CAN bus fault on a BMW on a late model BMW? And of course they can't. It's like, and, and that's not to say my knowledge is better than yours. What it's to say is my knowledge is different than yours. And if we approach that in a way that just like, we all have different set of skill sets, we all have a different set of knowledge. And uh, like, it's just cool learning from each other, but that is not the way people want to be competitive. People feel threatened. Um, people, I mean, not like necessarily threatened by us, but sometimes threatened by their own ideas of what they want to be. Um, yeah. And, uh, or what they think that they should have been, you know, like someone may look at, at Angelina or me and be like, well, crap, I'm the same age as her. And how come I'm not teaching classes or, you know, how come I'm not ASE master certified or how come I'm not right. there? And instead of placing the blame internally on their own laziness or their own unwillingness to make that a priority for themselves, uh, they'd rather just tear the other person down. It's like, ah, it's just sort of what like the world on the internet has become too. It's like gotten worse. Yeah. That's, that's the world on the internet. Yeah. It is. The internet definitely, I think makes it that much worse, but like realistically, like I struggled with it before the internet was like a thing, right? Like, yeah. so I think like the internet makes it worse because mm -hmm. now it's got a megaphone, mm -hmm. and now we like hear it from all sides, and it's like in an echo chamber from a bunch um, of people we don't even know. They just have from a bunch of people like, we don't even know. Names, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Who's why do I care private? what user five five two seven three thinks about me? But I don't know. It's right. Why do we head. care? Why do we care? And even when we say we don't, sometimes it creeps in. It's like when you hear the same thing over and over and over again, it's hard to not let it seep into your into your subconsciousness. But it was there for me. I remember. I. Faye, you've heard this story from me before. I think Angelina, you have as well. Like that that day when I quit my job at the dealership and started my shop, and I was sitting on my front porch. The tundra doing, timing belt. Yes, tundra yeah. timing belt. BMWs don't have timing belts. I had never done one before. And I had this customer with a tundra and it was a timing belt. And I was getting my butt kicked by it. And I remember sitting down on the stoop and thinking, who the F do I think I am? I'm clearly not good at this. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. I'm not a real mechanic because I can't do this. And Dude, I yeah. imagine the voices of people walking down the street looking at me. They weren't saying anything. They weren't even looking at me. Let's be honest. But in my head, I heard them thinking, <laughs> right? Like in my head, I heard them thinking, who does this little chick think she is? Mm -hmm. right 
Yep, absolutely. So and that reminds me of yeah. something else that you say, um, Boogie, like the main difference that you've noticed of the way that um, men and women technicians will talk about a job when they're facing a challenge. And I, I default back to this quite a bit and I share this story um, and share your perspective on this quite a bit. And it's like, I, I experienced this today. I picked up some powder coated parts that some guys did for me and they did the world's crappiest job and charged me for it. And um, when I, when I sent them some pictures, I was like, you guys did like, did something happen with the tape? Like, do you not know how to tape? Like, why is there dirt on this? I told you to leave this part chrome and like there's overspray on it. And then all I got was a bunch of excuses. And so one thing that actually Bogey pointed out to me and I noticed is that um, if, if a technician is facing a very difficult job and they're struggling with it, a male technician tends to say, I don't have the proper tools. This engineer sucks. Like I don't have access to the right manuals. Oh, like whoever designed this is stupid, right? This project is stupid. And the project is probably stupid. The female will look at that and be like, I am not good enough for this job. And that is like, that is me acuity. It's like if something starts going like down the shitter, I'm like, I'm unworthy. I am unworthy. Fire me now, boss. Like, get me out of here. Yeah. Put me in the kitchen. I don't know. Don't do that because I'm a terrible cook. But like, you know, I'm just like, I do not belong because this one little thing this one yeah. little thing is kicking my ass. But you know what? It might just be hard. <laughs> but but right. no, 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 no. I, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> yes. And do that you, happens like you, five times a day. Do you do that too, Angelina? Are you the same? Uh, yeah. I mean, 100%. <laughs> uh, I think there there was a TED Talk on that where they had, uh, uh, was it little boys and girls coding? And the, the oh. same exact response happened. So when the code would get messed up or wouldn't work, instead of uh, 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 blaming themselves, the boys would say like, oh, that's, that's something wrong with the code. It's, it's you know, it, I, it wasn't something that they had done. And the little girls would say like, oh, I, I, I messed this up. And they would, the oh, boys wow. would submit what they had and the girls would delete everything that they had because they were watching what they were doing. The oh, girls would wow. delete what they had because they thought it wasn't good enough. And so I was like, wow, that is totally, I mean, that that's something that yeah. that that we take with us in, in our adulthood. And you know, I just I hear it time and time again. It seems to to, to happen to so many women. I just don't know how how do we fix this? How how do <laughs> I we is it to ask key? you? Right. Is it therapy? I, is it is it psychedelics? <laughs> is it like what the hell is it? Because we we you you knowing's half the problem. We, okay, we know it. We know it. I know yeah, it. You know in it. In the you moment, know I know it. I'm like we all freaking know it, and yet we keep doing the same thing over yeah. and over again. And I mean, there are things that you can try to do to mitigate it. I think we all three of us probably try to be like, listen. You're not dumb. You're good enough. This thing's probably <laughs> right. dumb. But there's still that tiny little voice in the back of your head. You're totally. Not You're not good enough. Who are you joking? You need. You should just quit today. Like, totally. And, and it doesn't oh, go away. We we can subside it, but it it doesn't go away. Yeah. I don't know how to make. I like. How do I keep Victoria from 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 Oof. doing that? How do I? How do I? My female, my young female students. How do I? How do I help them not do that? And I, I don't know what the answer is, but I would like to find somebody who could help me with this problem. I know, right? I, Let well, us know and, in you the know, comments, people. I know. Let <laughs> us know in the comments if you have answers to this question. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, you had kind of said earlier too, Angelina, this like idea of part of it is what has made me as good as I am, right? That constant criticism of myself, that constant like fear of other people's judgment, all of that has been what has made me as good of a tech as I am at this point. And so part of me is afraid of losing that because it is what has it's driven it. me. And so there's a, there's kind of a double-edged sword to that. Um, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's part, it right there. Maybe we will not let it go. Maybe we right. could, but we won't because we want to be right. Good. Because we want to be, yeah. right? That's, and right. it's and that's what okay. drives us. 
because I feel like in today's day and age too, I mean, just looking at that powder coating job that those people passed off as being professionals at, it's like, you don't want to be that. Yeah. No, I'm not letting that go. (laughs) That job was terrible. And I'm like, you know what? These people thought it was good enough to charge $500 for. Uh, and, and there are a lot of other people like that out there. And I'm at the point now where I will not trust anyone else in the world aside from bogey, obviously, and definitely Angelina. Um, but you're a little further away, Angelina, and you guys have actually seen bogey work on my cars with me. So, um, but like, there's, there's very few people out there that I would ever trust to, to work on my stuff because like, I feel like the quality and the pride in work nowadays is taken um, a major downturn and people just sort of want to be able to do the bare minimum while being able to take all the credit, um, whether that's turning in, you know, their, their paper after having only worked on it for 10 minutes or rather it's, you know, skipping a bunch of steps to like make that flat rate time or pretending to have done something and just taking a picture of it for social media. People don't know, like they don't see what happens and people want to do less work for more reward. And um, I think, also something that's been uh, a major struggle for me as well is in my life I've picked up, you know, I, I never went to, to school. I don't have a degree in like these um, probably more qualified ladies, but um, I've, I've picked up mentors along the way. And right now, it's like my first mentor and my current mentor who I'm learning a ton from are both the same way. The highest standards, the most perfectionistic dudes to the point where okay. like, even if it's something that I might let slide, you know, Danny will look over my shoulder and be like, mm, yeah, ooh, so, you, you won't be able to let that one go. And I'm like, shit, yeah. I won't be able to let that one go, especially yeah. not now. <laughs> so let me ask you a question my, then. My mentor, that's really... my mentor is the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you guys both have perfectionist male mentors, right? Yeah. Who have some of the similar traits that we do, the perfectionism, the drive to be the best that we can possibly be. Do they struggle with imposter syndrome? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting, Angelina's making a funny face. You say no, or? Uh, I think to some, to an extent, um, to an, to an extent. And and there are situations that I've witnessed that I'm like, really, you feel that way? Um, but I do think uh, there is probably a little extra burden on there with everybody waiting for you to fail because, you know, we, we have some stereotypes that we're trying to beat. Um, so I think there's another level to that. But, yeah, I, I, I do think so uh, to an extent they, they do deal with that as well. Interesting. That's why they're so good. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if maybe it's just that we talk about it more than they or more openly than than they do maybe men struggle or the high achieving men maybe and it's also like why we choose them as mentors why did we seek them out because you know there's there's hundreds and thousands uh out there that we could have chose to you know attach ourselves to to learn from and maybe we just sort of chose those people for a reason as well right so it's It's interesting that going back to Angelina's kind of question of like, how do we fix this? How do we, how do we make sure Victoria doesn't grow up with this? And like, and, and how do we deal with it? Like, I don't know. It's such a fantastic question. Maybe having these conversations as part of it, right? Maybe if we had somebody admitting to us that they struggled with this too. It might make, might've made it easier for us coming up. I don't know. So maybe I hope that this helps somebody else out there watching this. Um, That's part of it maybe, but it is that, that age old question that Angelina says, like, how do you both strive for more and be appreciative and grateful for where you're at and feel confidence in where you're at in the moment? while still pushing for more and still wanting to always be better. And we all intellectually say it, right? We have all intellectually said, I can't know everything. And yet the minute we don't know something, the hammer comes out and we're beating ourselves up for it. So we know it, but we don't know it in our heart. And how do we bridge that gap? And how do you guys handle it when you're having those moments? Like what are your tricks for dealing with this? 
I think there's another level to it too, because okay. it depends on the environment you put yourself in. Um, and I think there are a lot of people, um, and since our industry happens to be predominantly men, probably a lot of these people are men, where they will put themselves in a big fish, little pond situation. And mm -hmm. that, I think that right there is a potential cure for feeling like that. But the problem is if, if you're a big fish in a little pond, you might uh, be the king of the castle but nobody where are you going to grow you're yeah. you're confined to the space um and if you really want to grow if you really want to pursue that uh you know next level of whatever your goal is but uh, but of being of being good the people that you admire of of, of getting to that level you're always going to put yourself in that little fish big pond scenario um mm. And maybe some of the answer is that sometimes you dip your feet in that little pond. I don't know. Um, I don't know where you find some, you know, little ponds. You you just go find people who know less than you so you can feel bigger. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I think all of us kind of put ourselves in the in the big pond, you know, and so you constantly feel yeah. less than, less than, less than. And then it's not even that anybody you know, yeah, of course, there's there's internet trolls, but the people in your direct vicinity physically, um, I, I think, you know, it's not often that people, especially nowadays with with the where the three of us are at in life, we probably don't have people constantly in person telling us you're not good enough. You don't know this. Um, but I will, I guess I take that back with your camera man at your car show face. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I get a lot. I, 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 think, I think a lot of that is us, uh, us, us, in a sense, doing it to ourselves. But again, how you grow, you hang around right. people who are better than you. Yeah, right. Like, and, I want to be the stupidest I, person in the room because that's do, more opportunity but it makes to you learn. Feel like shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Intellectually, I want to be the stupidest person the in the room <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's. It's hard because I. This is something I've constantly done. My mentor is incredibly intelligent. Um, I I am a part of groups online of men who have been building professional race engines for their entire life, longer than I've been alive. Some of them, and um, I put myself in that group. Like somehow I I belong and and I'm allowed to hang out with these people. Um, which I've, I mean, they're, 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 they're cool dudes and, and they've always treated me right, but it, it just makes you feel so dumb all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, you know, and, and saying that out loud, I guess maybe what we're feeling is a little bit uh, hits to our ego and maybe we, we need mm. to, to, I don't know. I, I'm saying I'm like I'm actually coming to this realization as I'm and the words right. are rolling out of my mouth and may, maybe it's an ego thing for me. Maybe I need to let go and stop thinking that, mm. uh, you know, who am I to think that I should know more than people? I don't know. No, legit. And it's like it's so cool to just be like, you know, I don't know, but I can figure it out for you. Let me get back to you. You know, or just like you exactly. Know, yeah. I haven't come across that, actually, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, actually haven't seen that problem. Okay, it might be a common problem that you associate with something that I might be a common Toyota problem. Sorry, don't know. Right. Um, and then yeah. then you have to deal with the aftermath. I'm like, wait a second. But you claim to be a. That's what I <laughs> mean, you don't know. Yeah. Wait, you're yeah, you're right. you're AC master certified, and you don't know the answer to that. I'm just like, sorry. I think yeah. So there has to be like don't a know part everything. Where just like, can't know everything. Yeah. Can't know everything, and that is a okay. Um, but also, I sort of wanted to hop back to the question of like. Is it why we're, you know, quote unquote, where we're at, so good at what we do? I that, that just feels wrong even to say, honestly. Um, like because we're you hard. You are on so good at what you do, Faye. and I feel. I'm, give me a day that I actually feel that way, and um, I I don't know. I, I'll take the day I off. Feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Do you, you ever, do you thought, ever but... meet people? Oh yeah. No, finish your thought. Sorry, ADD. <laughs> no, but I like sometimes. Uh, you know, I'll be in the shop and I'll just be beating the heck out of myself uh mentally being like oh you're not worthy you're not worthy you suck why do you like why are you trying to do this like what are you trying to do like just give it to someone else who's smarter than you sort of thing and in that moment I'll be like I know I'm doing this I know this is not good 
Um, but I can't stop and I will destroy myself to the point where I will get nothing done. So there's like definitely a level that keeps you like keeps that work ethic going, keeps you motivated. Like you want to prove yourself wrong. Right. But at the same time, is there a better adversary for yourself than yourself? Like, you know how to get yourself, you know exactly what to say to yourself. You know how to beat the living shit out of yourself so that you have no spirit left. And that, uh, so sometimes, while it might be a good motivator, I'd say for me, it is most of the time a shit motivator. And uh, just makes me want Because it can be debilitating Mm -hmm. or it can be motivating depending on. Yeah. And it's a tightrope. It's a tightrope to walk. Yeah, whatever it is. it is, it is extreme. It is extreme high or extreme low, or maybe that's yeah. just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. H- have you ever met somebody who is just oozing with confidence and has no business being confident? I, I look at these people yes. sometimes and I'm like, God, what could I accomplish in a day if I just had half of your confidence, a quarter of your confidence? Like, <laughs> right. <sighs> Like, and, and then I'm like, oh, but I don't. And you do. And you do. But and what are you doing fun. with it? <laughs> what are you doing with it? But the interesting thing is that none of us have let it stop us. And I think that's like the, that's the thing. Like acknowledging we've all experienced it and we haven't let it stop us. And so I guess like my question, and I, this couldn't have been a more perfect day for us to have this conversation because I literally, I was like, what you just described, Faye, that was me today. I have a Nissan that is kicking my butt so hard that I am in the shop literally thinking, I've I've lost it. I, I'm, I have no skill anymore. I absolutely have no right to be doing this. I have no idea how to fix oh, this car. I wish I was there working no with you. No idea. That, that project is probably stupid, Bogey. It probably is. Those engineers it, it probably is, suck. They do. Oh. Um, they totally suck. It's a Nissan Car's Xterra, dumb. And it's oh, awful. Car's totally dumb. And intellectually, I know, like, this is an onion problem, right? It's an onion problem where you peel away one layer and there's another layer underneath and you peel away another layer and there's another layer underneath. And I know this intellectually but I'm beating myself up for not knowing. So I've like 100% been there. So these, like how, how do we in the moment, what are your skills? What are your tricks that you do with yourself? What are your tools that you've learned and all of the, your years of experience dealing with this imposter syndrome to keep moving forward anyway, even though the hammer is out, even though the little voice is talking shit, even though all of that crap is happening, like how do you keep mowing forward? Uh, you just do. For. <laughs> yeah, you just you just, you just do. do. You go fucking cry in the bathroom, and uh, you you come back out, and you're like, yeah. whatever. I guess like I'm I'm there is there's no other way out but out, right? Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Give the customer car back in pieces none of us would ever <laughs> let that happen i thought about it today i thought about <laughs> it today <laughs> but i won't because but, i'm but gonna cry in the bathroom and, and then i'm gonna get back to it <laughs> yeah i mean and then we we get back out and then we do it and then we're like wow i did i accomplishment and it's a sense it's this temporary sense of accomplishment and i do think <laughs> it is those little bits that that do build part of our character but then all it takes is a little bit of time to go by and then you do it to yourself again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you forgot the badass that you really are. Um, and maybe it's because we're, you know, we're, we don't believe people when they call us things. Um, mm. But when you get to see those little gleams of light from yourself, like, yeah, I did that. I did that. Um, it's cool. It just sucks that it's short-lived and, and you can't be like, yeah, remember that one time I did that cool thing and I, I persevered right. so hard? It's right. gone, you know? It's gone. So yeah. I, I, but but that is that is the thing. It's like I, I, you do debilitate. And I guess there are, I'm sure there are plenty of scenarios where we've all like just, we simply failed. Um, and there are no worse days. I mean, in, in, in life, it feels like when you just let yourself down like that. Um, but they fade away too, kind of like the successes, right? And then you kind of bury that failure under some successes. And as long as you've gotten enough successes, then 
then you start to forget until you know late at night and you're trying to go to sleep and oh, you remember yeah. that one time that you were super <laughs> embarrassing and cringe or maybe you really messed something up and you cross-threaded that bowl or <sighs> you know you you screwed up this part and you had to go back and tell the owner of the vehicle that you were a dumbass like <laughs> i don't know right i mean we've yeah. all caught cars on fire here right <laughs> all left a drain plug loose i've all left a drain plug loose I did not catch a car on fire, but I did catch I a welding two, blanket on you. fire, which is amazing. <laughs> like a welding blanket that's supposed to not catch on fire. I oh, managed to that's, catch that's an accomplishment. That's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wait, it's impressive. Okay. I am your witness. You have caught a car on fire. Did I? Oh, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> I put that out of my mind. All right. Well, anyway, it was I, a team I, effort. It um, was a team effort. So I guess I caught three cars on fire. All right. So, um, uh, my ways of dealing with it are obviously different depending on where I'm at at the dealership. Totally went into the bathroom and cried. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that I'm too good for that. But mo for the most part, um, it is extreme physical exercise um, does it for me. Mm. Um, so if I was at the dealership um, or, or just like at a shop, like I would just fucking book it out the door and I would run as fast as I possibly could um, until I was completely out of breath. And then I would turn around and run back. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not like super in shape. So like, I mean, I'd have to run very far. Like I'm not like running home or anything like that. I'm not like running away. Um, so like extreme physical exercise. Um, and I feel like it makes you, it forces you to take a lot of deep breaths oh, and also gives you a burst a of endorphins. That's so that really is probably the best coping tool. mechanism. And then if I'm struggling to figure out a really difficult problem, I will phone a friend that knows nothing about cars and I will talk to them and I will hear myself talk Ooh, <laughs> and explain an what I've done topic. and explain yeah. what I haven't done yet, but I, I want to try explain my fears. What I'm afraid of breaking. Cause like, I feel like too, as women, like we're, or I mean, I don't, I, I, I've only had the female experience, so maybe for everybody, but like super, super intuitive sometimes. And you know when something isn't right. So uh, especially if I've got to like verbalize something and, and talk to someone else. Like I have a best friend that doesn't even change her oil. Like we'll go years without changing her oil. And, you know, it's just oh, so I'll call her up and be like, all right, I got this problem I'm dealing with. And she is unhelpful at all, except she's a great listener. So, you know, she <laughs> will get perfect. feedback. No feedback. But, um, but sometimes just like hearing the problem solving I've already done and like almost being able to listen to it from like a, a third person perspective. Sometimes I'll even call Brandon cause like, you know, he's, he's just, he's working, he's cutting wood, you know, he's doing wood stuff. And I'll be like, yeah, so I've got this problem. And a lot of the time he's really good at just like talking me out of my own head. So yeah, phone a friend, extreme, extreme physical exercise. I love it. Those are great. Those are both excellent. I've got yeah. some extreme physical exercise I issues. I love that. <laughs> right now. I, just to I tell wish you. I had <laughs> that habit of extreme physical exercise. That is not me. I eat my emotions. Um, I am the like, oh, I feel like poop. I'm going to eat ice cream, not I'm going to run around the block. Um, so jealous of you with that coping mechanism. Um, it's like from childhood. I, I don't know. I love it. I love it. My One of my coping mechanisms is, is like having – like talking to more people, right? Like talking to more people over the years and asking those, like, what was your biggest F up of the people who I admire the most, right? Like, like remembering other people's stories helps me keep in check my own stuff. And like, it's that little reminder of, I am not the first person in the world to make a mistake. I am not the only mechanic who's who's had a comeback. I am not the only like that. This is not. This is not abnormal, right? That this is totally perfectly just part of life, and um, I think that's probably the biggest thing that keeps me in check. And I mm. have to often remind myself of it. Like, I think I told a story about this my like the montage, the experience when we brought it to SEMA. I tell that story a lot because it's my reminder to myself more than anything, right? Is like how many mistakes we knew we made on that truck and how many like like things were hidden underneath all of that beauty. And I remember showing up to SEMA feeling like a total fraud, like a total failure, 
Like Damn. I knew about all the mistakes. Nobody else knew about them, but I was like, oh my God, I'm a bad leader. I'm a bad builder. I'm a bad mechanic. I'm, I'm a failure, all of these things. And I remember talking to a group of big builders. It was Kindig and Chip and like a bunch of like the big names. And I remember saying, you know, they gave me compliments about the truck. Like, it looks great. It's amazing. La, la, la. And I'm like, oh, my God, you should you should hear about some of the horrible things that are like, oh, there's so much wrong with it. And I shared a story, some little tiny nothing that I thought was the end of the world. And I remember I think it I think it was Chip. I can't remember exactly. But somebody said, oh, that's nothing. This one time we set somebody on fire. And it was that moment where I was like, oh, okay, so this is totally normal. <laughs> like, like, shit happens, <laughs> right? And I think that was like the biggest moment for me of starting to get over that, that fraud feeling of like really, and I remind myself of it all the time. Like it's my little like mantra is like, yeah, but we set somebody on fire. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and it's like, also, what standard are we even holding ourselves to? Because yeah. really, like, I mean, I, I, I'm i not really, like, pretending to be anything than, like, exactly what I am. So, like, literally, if I could just chill out, all I have to do is wake up in the morning and be a better version of the person I was yesterday, learn new things, you know, do my best. Um, just fulfill all my contracts, please all my customers. Like, I, I, where, what is this like standard that I'm trying to fit in? What am I trying to be that I'm not good enough for? Like, I'm literally just me. So like, I don't even know. And because I, I don't really know what, what it is that'll be like good enough. I'm like, will I ever reach it? Will I ever feel right. good enough? Cause I'm never going to know everything about cars. I'm never going yeah, to know are. everything about Toyotas. I'm not going to know everything about wrenching. I'm not going to know everything about tools. I, I I will never know every single tool that exists, like or, or how to use them all. Like there's so much yeah, I'll none never of us. know, and like <laughs> I'm cool with that. Like there's so much about the world I don't know. I'm chill with all that. Like what is? Why can't I like? Why? Why, why can't we let it go? And then here's right. the thing too. What if I just like put myself in a totally different industry? I mean, as a therapist, I didn't think I was good enough either. <laughs> <laughs> is it just, are we just doomed i think we're doomed. right i feel like the people who least deserve to feel like imposters are the ones who most often feel like imposters and that's like the eternal irony to me yeah so i i mean i i guess i guess like the the hugest take home here is uh, at least from my perspective these two ladies are oops i can't even see i'm trying to like look at <laughs> These ladies, I like, I super look up to. I remember the first time I met Angelita, I'm like, holy shit, this is like a goddess walking on earth. Uh, I'm just like, I want to be like her so bad. And uh, actually, you're a, a huge reason why I wanted to continue like onto getting my master certification and why I've really studied electrical. So I'm so amazed by your like ability with electrical. I'm like, she is so smart. She is so cool. I want to be more like her, you know? And Bogey oh, too, obviously, God. I've been looking up to you since like 2015. It does, it makes me feel so, like a lot better about my own personal, uh, just like, like state of, of, uh, like just self-talk. I mean, not that I'm still not trying to work on it, but it does make me feel a little bit better knowing that you guys deal with the same issues. And I just like look up to you so much as like people who are just like rocking it and killing it every single day. So, I mean, if, if, if it's like any consolation to like other people who might happen to like look up to any of us as well, it's like, we are dealing, if yeah. you are dealing with this, we are dealing with it too. You're not <laughs> alone. It does yeah. not mean that you do not belong. Clearly. Do you think any of us not belong in what we're doing? What are we even doing? Oh, we're just yeah. living. We're like living on this, this crazy, crazy world. Just trying to do our best, trying to survive, yeah. trying to pay our bills, trying to be good people, trying to live moral lives trying to, I don't know, like eat healthy exercise. Like we're just trying to be humans, man. And yeah. why, why, why do we make it so hard? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And it's so funny that you say that Faye, cause I like, I so freaking looked up to you and bogey you as well. Leaving, leaving that for Mon Oh no. We lost, we her. lost her. We lost her. 
Angelina Way down. Back. Oh, we hear, hear you. Me? We don't see you. Okay, sorry. Sorry That's about okay. that. Somebody was uh, trying to call me. Um. Oh, so <laughs> I look. I I look up to you guys. Even still, I I think the world of both of you guys and leaving that first trip, hearing both of you talk about similar struggles that I have and some of the things that we're talking about today, we had those conversations that first time I met you guys. I cried on my way home because I was yeah. just like, oh my God, like they're going through it too. I I am not alone. And it and it's not like hearing the stories of other females that that was wonderful, but you two are people who I I looked up to and still do so much. So it is so important to hear that. And so, um, you know, Bogey, what you're talking about, maybe us talking about this, if anybody does look up to this, they, you too, like, you're saying the same thing. Like, hopefully that helps for for people to hear our, our struggle that way. I, and even in the classroom, I have finally, finally gotten to a point to where I feel comfortable with sharing uh, I, I would share my mechanical struggles a lot, um, but I, I also share my ADHD struggles in class. I share my struggles with, um, you know, paying attention or other things that I used to be very self-conscious about and very secretive. And But um, I do think it helps open up for, for even my students to be like, oh, you know, she's human. She's dealing with a lot of the same things that I'm dealing with. They're not some perfect person that is, uh, you know, capable of just tackling anything, which, you know, of course we're, we're capable of tackling anything, but like our confidence in tackling things and what people think yeah. we feel tackling things is completely different. Yeah, exactly. no, 100%. And what do you notice too? Cause I feel the same way about both of you, right? Like I look up to you guys. I think you guys are both incredible. And like, isn't it just that in and of itself, like that moment of like, Oh, I feel like a failure, but I look up to those two. Oh, they, I feel like a failure, but I look up to those two. Oh, I feel like a failure, but I look up to those two, right? Like we, how much of a notice in and of itself is that, right? Like well, I guess none of us you, really do suck in real life, I guess. Right? Like like we may <laughs> doubt ourselves, but somebody else is looking up to us yeah. and sees us differently than we see ourselves. Um, it is getting dark out where Miss Angelina is. Those of you who are listening in podcast form may not see this, but she is starting to fade to black. And I just looked at the time and we are over our hour. Um, and I want to um, be respectful of everybody's time. So I don't I don't want to go any further than this. I feel like we could probably talk about this topic for like three more hours easily and just go on and on. Um, I do have a final question. Um, I want to ask each of you if you had the opportunity to talk to your younger self, little baby Faye, little baby Angelina, and and kind of give her a tool or a piece of advice that would help her down the road dealing with this. What are your what are your words of advice for her? Faye, you go first. Oh crap. <laughs> um, do your physical therapy exercises. And just do what your heart wants, because you know what, no matter what, you're going to piss somebody off and you're going to end up like not talking to your dad for a decade anyway. So who cares what he thinks? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Angelina. <laughs> I would tell my younger self uh, that things are going to get really, really hard, but there is light at the end of the tunnel and there will be a reward for all of your hard work. So you have to keep going. You cannot quit. Um, and I would tell her, I would tell her to keep on the path that she feels is right, because that's going to lead her to happiness. Yeah. Trust and, yourself. Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah. Trust yourself. Beautiful. Perfect. Perfect words to end this conversation. Wait, Bogey, what, what would you tell, what, what would you tell you? Seriously. Oh, my goodness. Um, you put us on what's the spot. That name? What's the name of that children's book? Everybody poops. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a book called everybody poops. And the whole point of it is to like, take the shame out of it. <laughs> and I think that's the story of like, this is everybody has moments where they feel like a failure. 
everybody has moments of insecurity. Everybody has moments where they feel like they don't belong. You are not alone. Find your people. Like there are people who are going to support you and cheer you on and love the heck out of you no matter what. Like that's what I would tell my younger self. Everybody poops. Go find your, like, <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but it's true, right? Like everybody yeah. makes mistakes. Everybody's shit stinks and it's okay. And people are going to love you anyway. <laughs> I love it. Great way to end everybody. I know. You <laughs> like everybody that? Everybody poops. poops. <laughs> and sometimes everybody feels like a failure and you're not alone. It's okay. All right. I love you guys so much. I am so grateful that you agreed to join me for this conversation and to be willing to talk about insecurities and failures and challenges and those moments where we feel weak because those are the things that we don't often talk about in life online. It is not something that is generally put out in the public. And I think it is so important that we do so because I think there are so many other people who can relate and will feel normalized as a result. Um, and just maybe if we all talked about our problems more, we would feel less alone with our problems because we'd know we weren't alone. So I thank you guys for being willing to go down this road with me and join me for this over an hour now conversation. So I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to let you guys go. And I'm going to say a farewell to everybody at home. Thank you guys so much for spending part of your evening with us as well. You can find this and past episodes, of course, on my YouTube channel, as well as anywhere where you can get podcasts. Um, if you enjoy this series, if you like these kinds of conversations, please let us know in the comments. Hit like, hit subscribe, leave us a review. If you have specific topics that you would like for us to talk about, um, please shoot me a message. We want to talk about what you want to hear about. Um, so we're going to be doing more of these kinds of targeted conversations where we bring on a couple of folks and talk about some, some deep stuff. So give us your questions and we will give you the answers. Until then, final thank you to our sponsors, Drive Time, for their continued support in this series. And for now, I'm going to bid you guys a good night. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And we will see you later. Bye, guys.